Good morning, good morning, my beautiful humans. I hope you all well. I hope you all rested. I hope you are rejuvenated, and um, you've seek renewal as you see God's face, and your life is about to change in ways that you never thought possible if you just continue believing and having faith in God. You know. And last week I ended off the last the lesson, and uh, we spoke on the advantages of goal setting, and I think we ended on point nine. And this morning I want to pick up and continue with um, speaking about those opportunities and closing on that that uh, lesson. You know, opportunities never come to those who wait. They are captured by those who dare to attack. And I'm going to share something with you this morning that's it's beautiful and profound and one of God's miracles again. And the fulfillment of our goals must be good for others. If they bring harm to others, then our goals are selfish. You need to understand that. If they bring harm to others, our goals are selfish. The great rewards in life are love and achievement and all else is secondary you know become a giver and not a getter and don't be afraid to set goals to achieve goals demands hard work determination and commitment for many though the main reason they do not establish a quest to achieve goals is plain fear of ridicule from others and the fear of defeat others fear their goals will not be perfect or worse still they may consider themselves as being presumptuous the importance and the benefit of goal setting is immeasurable. Without setting goals, our visions and dreams are just wishful thinking. There are so many benefits in goal setting. They make decision making easier. Your physical and mental health are better. You have established a positive attitude to, towards life and you are helping to attract respect from people. It gives you a sense of accomplishment and it gives you stickability and staying power. So it is staying power that sets the leader apart. So, and I, and I say again that real leaders lead leaders, not followers. And you need to set trends, not follow them. You see, the real tragedy of life doesn't lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy lies in having no goal to reach. And if you had asked God for something and he has given you the ability to achieve it, then you need to ensure that while you are able, that you push to, to, to uh, achieve that. Without goals and priorities, we will never escape the tyranny of urgent. If we do not have our eyes fixed on a goal, the urgent will crowd out the important from uh, um, postponing comes cancellation. You know, the only difference between a dreamer and a goal setter is adding a deadline to the dream. So you need to put a peg in the ground. You need to give it a date as to where you're working towards and how you're gauging towards that goal to achieve it by a specific date. Goal setting accomplishes your vision. I'm going to say that again. Goal setting accomplishes your vision. And we, we speak about the eagle and this is what um, Dr. David Malapo alludes to in his book. You know, you're an eagle. Act like an eagle. So start now, set your goals and accomplish them. And I'm going to switch over in this lesson, lesson just quickly to um, enjoying life, you know. Um, do you enjoy life? How's your sense of humor? Um, you know, do you laugh? Do you need to learn to laugh to improve yourself? You see, eagles indulge themselves in a, in a very joy of the, and thrill of living. They often saw and wheel about the sky, diving and zooming through the clouds for sheer joy and pleasure only. Even if they don't hunt, take the time one day to observe how they use their thermal currents to soar high into the blue, then folding their wings, 
tightly by the sides. They plunged towards the ground at breakneck speed, pulling off the dive just feet from the ground and then skimming over the surface of the earth. Eagles swoop in a mock attack on birds and animals, sending, sending them scurrying for cover. Yet all the time they have no atten- intention of attacking the frightened quarry. You may also hear them chuckle as they soar back into their heavenly habitat. habitat. Often they wheel and dart about for pure pleasure of flying. So in saying that, we need to learn to laugh. One of the, th- the first sites of mental breakdown is the inability to laugh. Our world today is an endless journey for real and for for real joy and for happiness. Ask anything what they want most in life, and and most will reply, "I want to be happy," and that is what we all want to be. If only happiness were as contagious as the common cold. You know, I've suffered a very bad cold this weekend, and still I didn't allow it to draw down my happiness. Um, so I'm just drawing drawing a comparison there. You know, if only happiness were as contagious as the common cold. Don't keep looking for happiness. Give it, give it and, and it will come to you. What you put out is what you will get back. Happiness is not a station you arrive at, but the way you travel. Um, you know, King, King George V of England would say, The secret of happiness is not in doing what one likes, but in liking what one has to do. And that's very important. It isn't your position that makes you happy or unhappy. It's your disposition. Scientists have been studying the effects of laughter on on human beings and have found, among other things, that laughter has a profound and instantaneous effect on virtually every important organ on the human body. Laughter reduces health-sapping tensions and relaxes the tissues, as well as exercising most of the vital organs. You know, and, 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 and that's very, very, very important. So, we need to be learn to be happy we need to learn to also count our blessings and we need to have a sense of humor if we want to journey through life 100 percent so the story i wanted to share with you is that my wife and i are together now for going on 10 years and um, nine years and we met in 2012 early 2012 and at that time i had had four children already i've been in a in a, in, a, in a previous marriage as well um that had failed unfortunately and um, i've been in a relationship after that which had also failed and i had met my wife so all the teachings and all that i have learned from my failed relationship and failed marriage i have learned what not to do in my marriage and when i had met my wife i said to her that i had had a operation i had a vasectomy and I am not able to bear or to to um, have children anymore, you know. i rather put it this way, to plant the seed. My seeds weren't there anymore because I had an operation, a vasectomy, which prevented me from ever having kids again. And at our, our first few dates, I had explained this to her because it was important for me to let her know and not get her hopes up one day, should we get serious or... We fall, we fall deep in love and we eventually get married because that would be one of the expectancies that she had, you know. And um, on the day that I told her that and I'd given the opportunity to rather say, you know what, let's rather not pursue our relationship um, because of my situation that I cannot bear children anymore. Um, and all she did was look me in the eyes and say to me that we will cross that bridge when we get there. And needless to say, today is our two-year-old 
miracle from God's birthday. And um, it took us a couple of years to save up for the operation, which was to be only 20, 25 to 30% successful if I had done the reversal of my vasectomy and had um, myself repaired surgically under the knife, plastic surgery in an hospital. And the doctor said that there's a 25 to 30% chance chance that we would be able to conceive and it would take for me about two years for my body to fully heal and I need to take a, a certain medicines to assist me in having my 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 sperm count increase so our chances of having a baby increases and you know we had faith and we trusted in God and we had prayed to God for this miracle because there's no Western medicine or there's no doctor that can guarantee you how God and what God can guarantee you. And um, yeah, three years ago we went, we had the operation done. It was literally a two-hour operation. I had healed for six weeks after that and the doctor said it would take up to two years for me to fully, fully heal and for us to even think of having a baby. And by the grace of God, because God is a miracle worker, it happened within six months after the operation. That is no work of man. That is the work of God. And for something that I thought I would never experience again, uh, to be a father of a little one, I now live that. And I just want to give God all the glory and say thank you. And thank you for, for granting me wisdom, patience and understanding. And thank you that I am able to have such great faith in our God. That He is a God of miracles and He's a God of promise and He's a God of love. Because yet again He has proved to us His might and His power and His influence in our lives. That He has granted us the ultimate miracle which is our little son Carter Keith. And we wish him a happy second birthday. And we say thank you to God that He is such an incredible miracle in our lives that bring about so much change in our lives that has changed the dynamics and it somewhat saved myself and his mom as well from ourselves and we thank god for that so if there's ever any doubt in your minds as individuals when you pray that god doesn't answer prayers this is proof that god answers prayers you know the doctors 25 percent and 30 percent that they had told us about in two years didn't didn't work out because God said if I want it done now I can have it done now and we believed in God so this morning take God you know I'm, I'm giving you this testimony because I know there are certain of you going through certain things and you are praying and you're feeling like your prayers are hitting the ceiling but you are not praying hard enough you are not seeking God's face hard enough and you need to completely surrender yourself and offer your life to God in, in, in turn, He will bless you in abundance and grant you your heart's desires more than anything you could ever imagine. So this morning, have faith, smile, have a greater sense of humor, learn to love, learn patience, learn to, to, to forgive, grow in understanding and in wisdom, and God will enlarge your territory in the land that He has given unto you. And always do good unto others and your favor will be returned in the form of grace and that was God has, has given us this morning again is by sharing this word with you that we are sharing grace and we are sharing purpose and we are saying that we serve an almighty God 
that is not too small for any of your problems. And I always say this to my friends, that we serve a big God, so we mustn't pray for little things. Then you don't have faith. So I wish you all take something from this. Make it your own. And I hope you have a beautiful day until we catch up with, um, I think, my final part of the lesson tomorrow, which is part four. Um, And I wish you all the best. Much love, Mr. O.